Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to this week's episode of the Unrefined Palettes Podcast, starring Will, the Tank Eubank, Burf, Tyler Webb, and E. Jordan England. How is it going, guys? Why did I get a nickname? I don't know. I was in my announcer voice. I noticed that. We're going to save that for every episode and just like post that in front. Just boom, boom. <laughs> I like that though. Will the tank you bank? I like being referred to. I don't like that. Yeah, tank. <laughs> I prefer whale. Tank the bank. Can we call you bear? Absolutely not. <laughs> no. I don't know why I just thought of this, but um, speaking of tank, I was just thinking about the day that was it at Peyton's graduation or Will's graduation when the guy was like, they said Benjamin Theodore, and the guy was like, Big Ben Poe. Because me and you looked at each other and laughed. (laughs) And I just want to say that whenever I graduate in a couple weeks, I'm going to dedicate my diploma to Big Ben Poe. I wish I could be there to see it. (laughs) Peyton dedicated my diploma to something of his personal. Oh, <laughs> Marcus there forever on that diploma. Still hanging. My idea. It was my idea. I take credit. I had no part in that. That's a lot. Horrible. I take credit, I, but I, I don't take no responsibility. Part. I had no part in that. Jordan, you were laughing. That's like instigating me. I thought Jordan took the picture. No, 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 no. It happened while I was in another room. <laughs> but you took the picture, right? I did not. <laughs> Listeners, I just want to point out that Tyler is currently hiding under a bed and doing a podcast. <laughs> under a bed? Under bed is right there. I'm just laying on the ground. It's about that Yeti cooler. What you got in that cooler? That's not mine. Oh. I don't know what's in there. Tyler, do you miss Ollie? No. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I forgot because I wasn't planning on staying until Tuesday. And... I forgot to call the doghouse and they called me. They were like, Hey, are you going to pick up Ollie? And I was like, Oh, <laughs> I was like, can I actually move my date to pick up date to Wednesday? I'm so sorry about that. Again, <laughs> that is on me. My bad. Cause I forgot to call him and tell him. Uh, I, got I don't like him either. I was like nervous. Cause when they were calling me, I was like, Oh my gosh, something happened to him. And I was like, he got hurt. Oh no. But no, it was just, they wanted me to get rid of him. You do care for him. A little bit. Here's a cockleberry. Oh, Anthemstromerium. Huh? What was that, Will? The scientific name of cockleberry is Anthemstromerium. Anthemstromerium. Yeah. I like that. It's pretty cool. That's so cool. But if you ever say that in public, people are just gonna look at you. Yeah, it'd be a cool like name for a son like Xanthium. Like a Power Ranger, that'd be pretty cool. I just call them porcupine eggs. That would not feel good coming out. Okay. <laughs> What's our first topic? <laughs> so this week, um, we asked you, the fans, to send us some Instagram questions that we would discuss on the on the episode. So we have a couple of responses, and I feel like these questions will spark some good open-ended discussion. So I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty curious to see what some people have to say to some of these. So right off the bat, um, this question was sent in by Peyton's wife, Jamigo. Jamigo! Big fan of Jamigo. 
And Jamie asks, <laughs> um, what did each of you want to be when you were growing up? A stay-at-home dad. So, Jamie, get ready. Amen. Okay. Pay the bills, girl. You said when we were growing up or when we are currently growing up now, like what we want to be? Like when we were kids. Yeah. When you were five, what did you want to be? Ooh, that's tough. I'll take I'll, this one first if y'all want me to. Go ahead. Um, obviously, the NFL never wanted me. So, I mean. <laughs> five foot five, 145. <laughs> I mean, I could have been fullback for the Indianapolis Colts, but that just never worked out. Uh, but honestly, my I think when I was growing up in first grade, I wrote a paper how I wanted to be like a, a football player. That makes sense anymore, but that's what it was. Poor little Peyton. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of like when I was growing up, I mean, I still am like really involved with sports and stuff, but – I always wanted to be a professional athlete, whether it was um, baseball or football. Those are, were my two favorite sports, still are. Um, but that was something that I always, like, dreamed of doing when I was little. I started out, I wanted to be a vet. And then after that, I moved to wanting to be a chef. And after chef, I wanted to be a game warden. And then after game warden, I wanted to be a nurse. Yeah, and so. Then, and then you took the classes that went into nursing. And I said, I'd rather die than be here. <laughs> More power to Peyton. Welcome to my world. <laughs> Peyton's a real hero here. <laughs> I guess I'll go next. Um, so when I was very, like, very little, I always wanted to be a movie star. Don't know why. Not very I don't have that charisma effect or whatever. And then know, with that mustache, you could have been a movie star. I don't know. Okay, <laughs> hold Different on. Different kind of movie. Different kind of movie. <laughs> Shaming, <laughs> Shaming, Shaming the bright light. <laughs> and then I think I was in like middle, no fifth grade. I wanted to be a writer, and then I wanted to be a history teacher. And my parents were like, "You're gonna starve." If you want to be a history teacher, <laughs> so pick something else. So I chose to be a teacher and hopefully a professor, professor, teacher, dude. So, oh, if we're going through progressions, I'll progress on from when I was younger. Like, I didn't know we were doing progressions, I thought we were just doing something from when we were a little kid. After that pipe dream was closed, which, <laughs> uh, with the small amount of percentages of athletes that make it to professional levels, that was closed pretty early. But uh, always growing up, uh, I was around sports, and my dad has been a coach my whole life, and he's been one of the. I mean, he's been big a big role model in my life, and I kind of wanted to follow in his footsteps and be a coach, and that's what I'm actually doing. So, hey, sweet. I think I just wanted to be a doctor when I was little, like, and, you know, when you're in kindergarten. Um, but uh, no, <laughs> partially, I mean, I won't say that this played, that this was the, the, like the deciding factor, but at some point when you become aware of what colleges are and you realize that not every college has everything and it's like, 
you're going to have to go to Ole Miss if you want to be a doctor. If you want to go to school in the state of Mississippi, you realize that, don't you? And then I was kind of thinking, like, you know, a little bitty me, I don't want to go there. But that fell apart. And thinking about it now, I'm glad I didn't stick to that because I'm not doctor material. But, yeah, I think that was everyone's dream at some point was to be a doctor of some sort. Oh, Burke's definitely not doctor material. We were watching – uh, uh, he's 60 on Alex Smith of when he uh, broke his leg a couple years ago and it was showing all kind of pictures and stuff. He and Burp was sitting there gagging. While I was eating. Oh, yeah, that's pretty rough. But an infected leg is pretty gross. I'm not oh, going to lie. I, I, it was awful. All that's right. a good question. Yeah. yeah Thanks, Jamie. Thank you, Jamie. The next one comes from the only Clemson fan I've ever met. The Nate Tolls. And Nate wants to know, hypothetical situation. You're a superhero and you get one power. What is your one power and what's your one weakness? Ooh, I like that. My one power would be flying, but my weakness would be that I'm scared of heights. (laughs) (laughs) You fly six feet off the ground. (laughs) Did y'all know that Superman doesn't actually fly? He actually um, he manipulates gravity. Did you know that? I think we've had this conversation before, actually. I think we've talked about this before. Isn't that definitely haven't? Because flying is. I've actually heard. I don't know. Probably, but but I think my real superpower would be like teleporting, and my weakness would be. uh, I don't. I don't really know. You can only teleport where you can see. Yeah. Or like places you've been to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. Okay. I'll take that. I would take that as a weakness all day. I think I'll go next. Um, I don't know. The first two things that came to my mind, one was to be able to communicate with animals and like convince them to do things. Um, and the second one was basically to be a waterbender. Um, <laughs> you go to control water, the element, um, and I think Sir. with being able to be a water bender, um, but I think my weakness would be, ooh, I don't know, like I think my weakness would be that I like can't be in like very dry heats, or I can't be where it's too hot. So you're choosing the waterbender thing? Yeah. What What is my weakness? You have to be near water for it to work, or the water only shoots out with the pressure of, like, a drippy faucet. So you have to have water. Yeah. But there's water all over Earth, pretty much, except for, like, desert. You have to be within five feet of water. Oh, that'd be a good limitation. I would just keep walking at all times. <laughs> but the... <laughs> How much water can he pull out of his body? However much water is beside and him. And die, Burf? <laughs> Would that not kill him? I can just pee. <laughs> pee with the force of a thousand horses. Oh, <laughs> all right. Here's the limitation. It's kind of a dumb limitation, but you can only water bend your pee. <laughs> <laughs> Good weapon. <laughs> that would be an excellent weapon. And you could, I mean, you could store it up and just keep it like in a pouch. You so. saw people in half with that. Exactly. Hmm. Yeah, water stream. <laughs> what about you, Will? I feel like you'd have a, some good insight on 
What's your power? So my favorite power has always been telekinesis. And so I don't really know the limitation. Maybe like, hmm. Your head is the size of four watermelons combined. How about that? That would be the only side effect. You can only, you can only use, in telekinesis where you can like move stuff with your mind. Yeah. You, you can only move stuff in the room you're in. Well, I mean, what, what, why else? Or what you, what you could see. I mean, yeah, and, that's. I mean, in the movies, like they can move stuff that they don't see. I can only lift objects that I can personally lift with my manual strength. How about that? Oh, that would be good. That's a good one. That would be a better one. That would be better than mine. Yeah. I think I'd like super speed. Boring. Dude, with super speed, you can change time and everything. Come on now. That's cool. Okay. Literally. If I if I if I had super speed, I would be the best football player of all time. Okay. No one would even see you. Well, I mean, you don't run so fast that it's like, okay, this dude has superpowers, like, but you run fast like enough. Dash off the Incredibles. That's yeah, that's the question, though. Like, oh, so you're just saying don't use the full capabilities of your superpower while playing football? No, but I'm gonna go fast enough that fast. I can get around the right side pretty quick and score so like run like a Easily. four forty like a four second forty like a sure. three, nine, three nine forty three yes two. three nine yeah yeah um, and um i don't know what what's the drawback to that you could do like a set limit of speed or you can only run for a certain amount of time yeah, like 30 minutes I mean, if I run five times and score five touchdowns, we win the game. You can only run 30 yards as fast as you can before you start to slow down and people can catch up. Oh, that's too much of a limitation. No, but if you're on the goal line, there ain't no one going to touch him. He can hit the outside so fast. Well, yeah, I get to the goal line first. Or within 30 yards. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I feel like this is a better drawback to that than what we're coming up with. I think maybe like you have a – your endurance is basics. Like in Flash, doesn't have you have like an increased endurance, so maybe you mm -hmm. wouldn't have a superhuman endurance. You would just have super speed, and once you got done running, you'd be like, "I'm dead." <laughs> yeah, I like that. <laughs> so we have a peeing waterbender. Jordan, did you give a? <laughs> oh, is it my turn? Is it my turn? Yeah. Um. Probably for me, I don't know, this is going to sound really basic. Uh, Super strength. I know it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be mine. <laughs> I don't, I mean, I don't know many limitations to super strength, though. Y'all would have to, I don't. Mm. What would be a limitation to super strength? Because, I mean, you can't limit to it to a certain amount of weight. Isn't that what you, you only have? Heal. You only have one, you only have super strength and one arm. <laughs> so like you couldn't pick up anything but you could like just punch people like crazy you know <laughs> okay <laughs> alright so here, here another arm <laughs> yeah here here is our super superhero team we have a peeing waterbender we have a one arm superman strength man 
a flyer that's afraid of heights, um, <laughs> a, a low endurance speedster, and a magician that can move things with his mind. But this only things that he want to see. But, but only things that he can pick up. Yeah, only like small objects, <laughs> like a magician. But how low is my endurance? I'd say like your normal endurance. So like, I mean, you can what run three miles on a good pace. That man can run six miles. I can run six miles on a good pace. Okay, me, 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 me. I'm just saying, but it like as fast as that. Does my endurance go down the faster that I run? Does it go down? You run quicker? out quicker. You will lose energy. Yeah. Quicker the faster you're so running. like you get like an hour like of a, yeah. speed, and then you're like, okay, I need to rest. You know. It's just like you have the endurance now, but you're fast. Okay. Yeah, I could easily have an hour. Yeah. Hour of super okay. speed, then you have to rest for you know normal human times or whatever. Oh yeah, no. I'm easily the best, most well-equipped hero on the team. If I can get over my fear, then I mean, it's just like <laughs> Superman speed around the earth. I can turn this world around and around backwards and go back in time. I enjoy this team. This is a cool team. I would, I would enjoy being Tyler, part of a superhero team. This team. Tyler has the most dangerous power. I'm scared Tyler, of his power. I don't know. Jordan's one arm is pretty tough. I will pee bend <laughs> to C two. <laughs> I will burst everyone's bladder. <laughs> oh my gosh, that sounds so painful. <laughs> okay, am I allowed to say who sent this question in? Okay. Ano- yeah. Anonymous, anonymous yeah. follower. It's our number one fan, <laughs> Beth Eubank. Oh my mother, Joy. <laughs> she is our number one fan, and we appreciate her. Okay. Mm-hmm. We do. Oh, thank you. Thank you for the eggs, Miss Beth. Yes, we love eggs. Miss Beth wants to know, um, she wants us to discuss our favorite vegetables and why. Boo. <laughs> well, I mean, potatoes. Starch. Mac and corn. considered a vegetable? Starch. Corns are starch. What'd you say, Jordan? I said, are potatoes actually considered vegetables, though? I mean, it's a tuber, but it's a starch. Mom, it's a starchy vegetable, mom calls it. If it's a vegetable, that's mine. Okay. I mean, <laughs> I wash. Wash a fruit. fruit. No, no. Ooh, I like carrots. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you and your baby but, carrots. Potatoes is mine if it's considered a vegetable. I could eat a potato just about any way it's fixed. I think mine would either be corn or English peas. I could eat a whole can of English peas. I like English peas, too. I think I love, if we're not going to do, like, basic vegetables, because I love me potato. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> it have to be in between Brussels sprouts and asparagus. Because, like, I can, I can smash some asparagus and Brussels sprouts. Hey, we had some good asparagus at Steak Knock. We had some grilled asparagus? Look, rub it in my face. Sorry, Tyler. Look, Tyler, I'm rubbing it in your face. Look at me. <laughs> I got Burf to grill me two steaks. I had half of the other one he grilled uh, with some eggs today at lunch. Ooh, boy. Don't have it's okay, Tyler. One. I still have yours. I'm going to eat mine tomorrow. <laughs> Eating three-day-old steak. Goodness gracious. 
and it'd be good. <laughs> hey, mine was still fantastic even after I warmed it up in the microwave. All right, Mr. Unrefined Palate, what is your favorite vegetable? Mm. <laughs> no, please. <laughs> I swear if you say that, I'm kicking you out. A Jerusalem artichoke. What the heck? One of the rarest that? vegetables in the world. <laughs> is that actually a thing? No. Yes, it is. <laughs> um, the vegetables I eat the most are probably like carrots or like green beans and stuff like that. So I'll probably just go with one of those. Ooh, green beans. Fresh, like good green beans, not canned green beans. Mm-hmm. Just some- okay. Three words: yeah. green bean bundles. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Wrapped uh, in bacon. Wrapped in bacon. Oh, yes. Will you bank you quit? Unrefined palate. So there is such a thing as a Jerusalem artichoke. It's rare. It looks like garlic. <laughs> or you, ginger. You just googled that. I don't Google anything. I've got that. I've got Will superpower. Uh, well, that's not the. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Burf, what else you got? Okay, there's one question that I'm going to skip and save it for the end because it's, I feel like it's a pretty happy question. It's a good question to end on. The next question is Who is the best? Um, sorry, who was the best coach at Mississippi State across all sports, regardless of era? You can mute us, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler's gonna say Coach Croom. <laughs> I will say Croom doesn't get as much credit as he should. Like his football team, wow, hear me out. His football teams weren't great, but he was a great person. And um, I mean, he did lay some foundation for Dan once he got here. Yeah, he was. Dan very- didn't. Dan didn't come in with the cupboard bare. Like, there was some talent here when Dan got here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was also very discipline-oriented, wasn't he? Yeah. Kareem was the first black coach in ACC history, mm-hmm. football coach. And, I mean, so. he's he's still an NFL position coach, so it's not like he's a bad coach. Yeah. I feel like it's between a certain amount of people, and, like, those are – Probably the answers. So first, oh. Ron, okay, well. uh, Dan Mullen, obviously, uh, Vic Schaefer. Maybe Is Rick. I think, fourth. I think it's between. I'm not. These are these are in no ranking. I'm just like naming the coaches that are could, could be considered in the conversation. It's Ron. Uh, Vic Schaefer, Dan Mullen, and Jackie Sherrill. Those are the, I mean, those are the only four coaches that I think you could put in the conversation. Yeah. My answer changes with this. I don't know. Part of me says it's Dan because I don't think our football program is what it is today without him. But more of me probably thinks it's Polk because we wouldn't be what we are in baseball without Ron Polk. But then Vic Schaefer played for back-to-back national titles in women's basketball. 
and made women's basketball, you know, an elite sport at the school. Mm-hmm. It's 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 tough. I don't know. I. I mean, there there is merit for all three of those, and I think all three of those would rank ahead of Jackie. Um, but <clears throat> my number one uh, probably goes to Ron Polk, and it's not just because he laid the foundation for Mississippi State baseball. He laid the foundation for college baseball as a whole uh, to get as big as it did, especially in the SEC. Um, I mean, he started uh, – <laughs> He uh, and he went. He still goes to bat um, for baseball in front of the NCAA now. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. But my answer is Ron Polk. Yeah, very well said, Jordan. I, I agree. I think it's Polk, but I will say just because of what he did for Mississippi State and Mississippi State baseball. But I think Dan is a very close second, and Vic is a a, a solid third. I think Vic's ahead of Dan. Yeah, but you got to factor in the football stuff. Whatever. That's sorry, Tyler and Peyton. Y'all can (laughs) listen again. Murph, what do you think? Um, I'll go with Jordan's order: Polk, Schaefer, Mullen. Schaefer and Mullen are really close, so. And I get what you're saying, Will, because like what Dan did for football, because football is so big. Even at, even at schools like State, you know, we're not always the best at football, but football is such a big money bringer and such a bell cow. And when your football team is – like when Dak was here, enrollment went up and, you know, people wanted to come to State because yeah. we were good at football. Yeah. And it was like so much changed about Starville, seems like around that time, like they expanded the stadium. Even though I have Vickett too – like, you can't discredit anything he did. Uh, like, Sharon Fanning uh, was a good coach at Mississippi State basketball uh, for the women's basketball team, but Vic took it to a whole other level. Uh, I mean, like you said, he played for back-to-back national championships. Um, he made a sport, uh, at least at Mississippi State, it's largely been irrelevant for a long time. I mean, it had its uh, sect of fans that uh, supported um, but when Vic got here uh, and built the program, um, I mean, everybody loved it. Uh, it it was bringing more fans to the games than the men's basketball games. Um, and I mean, it, had, it was a great atmosphere. I remember being uh, at the game that night uh, when they played South Carolina and beat them here. Uh, it was a whiteout game. Uh, that was the loudest I'd ever heard the hump. Mm-hmm. Uh, men's, women's game, whatever it was. Uh, it was just an amazing atmosphere. Um, <clears throat> and it actually made Mississippi State um, fans care about women's basketball because, I mean, now just look at the season they just had, and I think I think they'll get it going, but people were actually mad because the women's basketball team wasn't good. Like, you look, you look 10 years ago, nobody would have cared. Yeah, like Vic, Vic changed the culture at Mississippi State, and I think, I mean, that's an awesome thing. But Ron is ju- is ahead of Vic in my book just because um, he changed the face of college baseball as a whole, and not just at Mississippi State. 
That's my spiel. What were you saying earlier, Will? I was just saying when Peyton and I were freshmen, I remember asking kids like like Alice State kids, like, why'd you want to come here? And they were like, Oh, I watched y'all on TV and like football and like Dak and like I was just like really excited about that. I was like, I mean, hey, whatever, if you like football that much, like come on. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it was it was interesting. Those right. kids soon transferred after that. You <laughs> <laughs> kids did end up transferring. Hey, not everyone's cut out for it. I'm sorry. Our life made a Mississippi State Bulldog. At least we're not all Miss Rebels. Okay, the yeah. last question. Um, when I read this, I was like, whoa, that's pretty heavy. Mm. The question is, what's the biggest problem – facing people that are 20 to 25 years old today? I'll go. <laughs> uh, honestly, I think it – and I even see it in myself sometimes. I think it's a sense of entitlement. Um, like, <clears throat> which it wasn't really this way in my house, but, like, a lot of people um, in that age group um, just feel like they – should have things just because they're them. Uh, I mean, and I'm not blaming, well, I actually am blaming some parents, but like, and people are that way because, I mean, they've just been given everything growing up. Uh, and now, like, we live in a day of, like, we have a, that we can look up anything we want to. Like, we don't have to wait for anything really or any kind of knowledge. Um, so I think like my answer would be, um, having a sense of entitlement. I think for me, it's like not your identity and what is it in? Um, I think a lot of people just don't have an identity and who they are and they're too scared to figure it out. And so I know for me for a long time, my, I just like wanted to be manly. And so, I mean, I did some manly things, like I hunted, I fished, I trapped, I did all this stuff, but then I felt like I wasn't fully a man because I didn't like sports. And I mean, I enjoyed doing sports. I just didn't enjoy like knowing sports and knowing like who plays on this team and who does this and where are these teams playing and that kind of stuff. Like if you go over come to my house, it'll be, it. something's wrong if ESPN is on um, or either the Bassmaster. And so, but I think I finally had to realize that, like, you know, that being a man isn't who Tyler is and who Tyler is is someone who just loves to be outside and loves outdoors. But I think, like, the biggest thing everyone, like, freaks out about is their identity. And one of the easiest ways to figure it out is just to go out and experiment and just, like, to see what you enjoy, what you don't like. And I think people are too afraid of that. So they just do what everyone does around them. And then they get caught up in this life and they – think they're happy for so long but then they look around like five years down the road and they're like wow I was actually miserable like I did not enjoy any of that I just did it because I thought that's what I should like um but I think like just not knowing themselves is one of the biggest things that 20 to 25 year olds face (laughs) well I guess sort of piggybacking off of Jordan I think I think we're lazy like I, I feel like I don't understand 
the amount of work that it takes and like the determination that it takes for people to become adults and like get out on their own and make a life for themselves. Like, I don't, um, maybe it's just me, maybe other parents, maybe some parents, I'm sure some parents do teach their kids, you know, and instill what it takes to, you know, get out there on your own. And cause it's not e easy to live life. And I think a lot of people don't have a grasp of that because I feel like for so long, and it's really, I've been thinking about it a lot now because, you know, I'm about to leave Starkville and, you know, here pretty soon we're all going to be out in the workforce and we're having to, it's, I don't think I have a good grasp. It's not like it's a bad thing. Like we, it's, it's right of passage that we all have to face, but, um, I don't know. It's just, it, it's something to consider. And it kind of comes in that sense of entitlement that Jordan was talking about. We think that we can be handed everything when that's not the way it works or that, that's, not, that's not the way it actually works. And I think another thing too, to sort of look at this from a perspective of faith, um, opinions are changing and people's ideas are changing. I think as you know, speaking for the five of us, I think as Christian men coming into really coming into the world, um, we have a big challenge to face to continue. You know, we have to decide how we're going to live our lives because the world is changing every day. And, you know, I feel like every day of the world, more and more people turn away from Christ. And it's up to us to continue to grow in our faith, despite the massive changes going on around us and do everything that we can to try to reverse that. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. We're not called, we can't sit around on our hands and go, well, things are changing. There's nothing we can do about it. We, we have to do our part and, and fulfill our calling. That, that starts with like, when we get our own families, like we have to lead our families in that way. Uh, I mean, I think that's where a lot of problems come from now too is uh men not leading their families and men abandoning their families like i mean that causes a lot of issues so yeah. I, you're, you're you're right bro i think i don't know it, it's just it's more of a challenge and it's more of something to remember it's like you know just because we're on our own doesn't mean we can throw out the things that we always were taught were right you know in the things that we believe in if that makes any sense but i've rambled for too long i don't know if anything i said can be made into a point but yeah yeah i think that really res resonated with me i don't know i don't know the entirety of our population the 20 25 year olds 22 25 year olds but i think the biggest thing for me is like being scared to like take that step and lead you know like they're like people are saying like hey you need to take step up and take this position in the church and like lead i'm just like no i want to go crawl in my bed and hide and not have anyone rely on me i think that's the hardest thing like i have to maybe some other people like you know, like people start to depend on you and you know I was talking and I was muted the whole time. Okay. <laughs>
I coughed earlier and I had to mute myself. <laughs> but the range of 20 to 25, it there is a big difference because I'm the only one that is out of college and is working right now and is married. So, like, I'm in a different stage as, like, y'all are right now. Yeah. So, like, if you would have asked me when I was in college what would have been a big problem facing me, um, it would have been finding out what I want to do with my future. Mm. And that can be very, very – um, it's a hard thing to figure out sometimes. Um, and it can be a lot of pressure on you too. Um, so, but that's, that would have been me in college and looking at me today, one of the biggest problems I would say is like, now that I am married and I have a wife and I work, it's like money is a big issue for me sometimes. So like, am I making enough? Am I providing for my wife enough? Things like that because you want to live a happy life, but looking at it right now, it's like money isn't everything. And with our generation, people want to make as much money as they can and they want to put in the hard work, kind of like what y'all were saying earlier. They just want to get rich quick, but money isn't everything. And so like now, right now, one of the most important things to me is just like spending time with my family and enjoying that because I find more joy in that than honestly going out and just spending money on useless things that I really don't need. Um, So kind of on that. um, And then honestly in college, like getting involved for me was like super easy. And y'all also figured out too, once you kind of get out on your own and you're going to different churches and things like that, trying to figure out um, where you need to be getting involved for me. I'm not speaking for everyone, but it's a lot harder especially trying to factor in work and then spending time with your wife and then seeing your family and things like that can be pretty difficult. And so what I'm saying is just, it just depends on where you are in life. But for me, it'd just be like what I just said, kind of just like money wise and then getting involved wise. And it's something that you have to really be intentional with. Money's not everything and do your best to get involved where you can. I think another, I think another big problem and this is just something I thought of while we were talking is like the relationship culture and 20 to 25 year olds. And I mean, even out of that age group, like it is so toxic, like all the apps that are out there that are just intended for hookups and one night stands and um, all that kind of stuff. I mean, that's not how we were designed. Uh, It's, that's another big problem. Yeah. Anyway. Like you said, instant gratification. We got technology that's crazy. You can get whatever you want when you want. Yeah. It's not healthy. We need to get back to some simplicity. If I can say that right, honestly. Yeah. Mm. Scary stuff. <laughs> I really like what you said. About, um, we'll quit. That's enough. No, go ahead. No, go ahead, Will. No, I want to hear it. Okay. Well, like when Peyton said, like when he first got to college, he was like trying to figure out what he wanted to do and like what he what he wanted to be like when he got done with college. I feel like a bunch of kids struggle with that decision. Like I remember talking to a bunch of kids like, oh, well, my mom or my dad was like, yeah, like you could do this. And like, okay, I'll go do this. Like their parents made the decision for them. Like I was the same way. Dad was like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? I'm just like, I hate making decisions. So I'm just going to do what you did. And I mean, it's worked out so far, but like, I think we're, well, I don't know. 
Tyler, I feel like you're probably pretty good at making decisions and with your career and stuff. But like some people just like are afraid of like, do I really want to do this for the rest of my life? You know? Yeah. It's hard for them to commit to that. And it's yeah. also hard that they don't want to disappoint their parents too when they're making decisions. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Making that decision when you're a freshman in college is like really intimidating. Like making the decision of what you want to do for the rest of your life. I mean, that, I mean, it, it freaked me out I for think a while. two of the best pieces of advice, like, my mom and just people around me ever gave me was my mom always told me, you do not have to start where you finish. And so, like, you do not have to, like, go immediately into the job of your dreams. You do not have to immediately go into the job you're retiring. If there's nothing wrong with starting at the bottom and working your way up or even just, like, starting a job, realizing, you know what, I want to do something else. I mean, my mom literally went – and was a chemical engineer and like or was a chemist and like did that and now she's in hr like those do not coincide but like she was able to work her way through it and now she's living her best life and the other piece of advice that i always heard was or i heard recently was no one's waiting on you um peyton it's a little different for you now but like no one is waiting on me to get a job no one is waiting on me to do something like the only person who is pushing me is me and if I want to rush into something, I can, but also like, why not enjoy the time that I have? I'm single. Um, there's n- nothing I have to do besides start. And so like, if I want to go in, on mission for two years, I have that opportunity. If I want to like, just jump into a job and like work really hard for a little bit and get a ton of experience, I can do that. If I want to go into a river, I can do that. Like, I don't know. I think we get so caught up into like, I have to start, I have to get there fast, but like, I think we always also forget that one, it doesn't have to be perfect as soon as you get out of college. And then two, like why not enjoy life while you can? I mean, it's, I feel like one of the biggest things that we try to rush into is just life. And then we end up getting 45 and we're like, Oh my gosh, like now I have three kids and I really want to go see a lot of the national parks and I can't. Um, or I'm, now my parents, their health is failing. So like, I can't spend this extra money. I have to be prepared in case something bad happens. And it's good to be prepared for the future, but it's also like, if we do have the time, take it now. That was a lot. Yes. Young college kids, if you're listening, I went through four years at state and almost two years at MC and I still don't know what I want to do and it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm in my second year of grad school, and my dad's like, what do you don't want to do? I'm just like, I don't know, plants, dirt. (laughs) (laughs) I think you'd be a great teacher, Will, or a professor. I'd go back just to get a master's with you. I would absolutely take you on, Tyler. As long as you pass me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to need you to show a little effort. I'll go first with Rex. Um, so there's this bread company in Cleveland, Mississippi, and they make chocolate croissants, uh, like feta cheese and like garlic croissants, uh, raisin bread, like all kind of like baked good stuff. And I got like 15 croissants the past week and they were phenomenal. It's called Cypress Bread Company. I think it's based out of Cleveland, but they also sell in Jackson, Oxford, and Cleveland. So I know most of our listeners are in those areas besides Starkville. So 
Like, check them out. They're fantastic. That's good. All right. Mine, it'll help with one of the this, uh, topics we talked about earlier, uh, the relationship culture. Um, it's a book called Outdated uh, by Jonathan Bacluda. I haven't started it yet, but I've read another one of his books, and it was super helpful. Um, and I listened to a lot of his stuff. Uh, he's that dude. Like, he's solid. Um, <clears throat> but uh, I'm about to start reading it, and I'd, I'd, I'd recommend anything that JP comes out with. JP. Um, I'll go next. I think one of the things I've just realized in the past few days is how healing it is to be around, like, really good friends. Like, I miss being around y'all for, like, extended extended period of time. Um, I think just how, yes, like I need my alone time. I know that. And that's very, so I just like, if you, if your friends live far away, like just go travel, just go see them. Like it is okay to spend a few days, um, and like make a long weekend out of a trip. Um, I, right now I'm currently, filming from a remote location <laughs> i guess we're uh -huh. all bro but i'm in chattanooga and like i technically was supposed to leave this morning or even sunday but or yesterday but i'm gonna stay until tomorrow at lunch just because like there's no reason for me to go home because like school isn't really happening right now and i can do everything online and like why not spend a few extra days with friends i haven't seen in a long time so like go take that trip go see that friend like if the bachelor bachelorette trip is coming up go on it if you have the option to go see some friends go do it just go or call them at least give them a little ring Are you pointing at me no i point at the screen but i love you oh no i'm messing with you <laughs> i haven't seen these guys in probably like four months we miss you well by your hatred <laughs> Sure, I'll give my next. Um, pretty simple. I've been doing this a lot lately. It's just breakfast for dinner. Breakfast for dinner. I, I'm not gonna say it's underrated, but it's not. It's, it's not. So many underrated. people do it, but people don't. I. It's not. But people talk about it enough. Does that make sense? Can something be underrated without? Can something not be underrated if people don't talk about it? I'm confused. I feel like that, that makes zero sense. I, I didn't understand. People that. people do it, but people don't discuss the fact that they do breakfast for dinner and how good breakfast for dinner is. I feel no. like when I feel like whenever I like somebody like makes breakfast for dinner, they're like, "I had breakfast for dinner last night and it was fantastic." I'm like. Yeah, that sounds amazing. And like a lot of people tell me, well, I guess maybe that's just the people I work with, but yeah. But young adults, not only is it good, but it's cheap to eat breakfast for Ooh, supper. Yes, sure. Eggs are cheap. <laughs> Pancake mix is like it's like a dollar twenty. <laughs> for like six thousand pancakes. <laughs> but I like to, you know, either fry some sausage or do some bacon eggs and honey butter biscuits mm, the best phenomenal so yeah make some breakfast for dinner that's my recommendation mm. all right Pete, you're up uh okay so my rec would be if you get stressed out a lot you need to get like um they're like a massage roller 
it's like this little bit of rolly ball and like this hand grip thing. And if you like rub it on your shoulders or like on the bottom of your feet or like places where you feel like you're stressed, like if you push, like give a lot of pressure on it, on those muscles, it's like instant stress relief. It's like you can feel the stress leaving your body. They're amazing. That would be my recommendation. I used one earlier today on my shoulders and it was like, ah, cause like I can rub it on my back and just feel the knots. So you just got rubbed them bad boys out. Where do you get those? They're great. Um, we got me and Jamie shopped at TJ Maxx earlier and I just found it for like $6. And so I just got it, but you can get them like at Academy Academy or Walmart places like that. Okay. But cool. they're not expensive. Yep. And that is my recommendation. Oh, oh, another recommendation. Okay. I, I texted y'all about this the other night. I have not seen the Shrek movies in a very <laughs> long time. And I watched the second Shrek the other night and oh my gosh, it is a lot funnier than I remembered. <laughs> it's in a blanket. <laughs> Shrek's me laugh so the much. Shrek movies are really, really funny. Yep. So if you like those kind of movies, dumb animated movies that are funny. Oh my shot. <laughs> I am wearing women's underwear. <laughs> number three, my lord, number three. Solid <laughs> Rex. All right, boys. Well, that was I enjoyed that episode. That was good. Yeah. Eh, you know, all right. Little stupid, right. little little service was pretty good. <laughs> all right, guys. Thank y'all so much for listening. Hope y'all enjoyed it. Um, we'll see y'all next week. Um, peace and love. Bye. Yeah. See you. Uh, uh, in three, two, one, will ends the podcast. Three, two, one. <laughs>